0: Hey guys, I'm Mark Potter. Welcome to another episode of Brushstrokes, a podcast powered by Canvas Magazine. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by America's Print Show 22. It is an exciting three-day industry event focused on building connections and growth in the print and graphics community. APS 22 will bring together regional, And national associations representing more than 5,000 companies, along with commercial printers, screen and garment producers, large format and sign printers, binders, and graphic finishers. And of course, the industry's best suppliers. Go to AmericasPrintShow22.com to find out more. Guys, today my conversation is with a friend of all of us, a gentleman by the name of Bill Farquharson. Bill is industry known as a sales guru, uh, motorcycle enthusiast, enthusiast, and uh, now a whiskey enthusiast, as I, I gather. Uh, he is a really, really thoughtful guy, and I wanted to talk to him today a little bit about the sales process and how it may have changed through the pandemic, talk a little bit about the recipe, what his advice would be, and then also highlight why the America's Print Show is so important. And Bill did not disappoint. This is a great little conversation and a reminder of not only what's important in the sales process, but he gives us a couple really interesting, well, let's just say a couple magic words, if you will, to help along with that process. He reminds us what's important and I think has got an enthusiasm that is... Uh, unbridled and contagious. So without further ado, I would love for you to give a listen to my conversation with my good friend, Bill Farquharson. What do you think the impact has been on the sales process, this whole pandemic?
1: Wow, that's, yeah, there's so much meat on that bone, Mark. Um, how long have you worked from home in your career?
0: Well, um, I'm a little, I mean, I'm in an office, so I really never left the office, but, but I did, I did do some, obviously some work in the office. So not long, not long.
1: Every, all the rules have changed. You know, it's uh, the, the customer, it's like all the clientele and all the prospects, everybody joined the witness protection program at the same time so they can't be found and you compile that with people who are used to going into the office and now into the office means crossing the threshold into the next bedroom and so they got that challenge right right you know add to that the frustration of not being able to connect with the people, with anyone, not being able to sell. So you don't have someone saying, Mark, you got this, man. You've done this. I believe in you. So now you've lost your support base. I mean, are we having fun yet? Yeah. And then there's the paper shortage. Yeah. And it is, everything has changed. All of the rules have changed. I'm 61 years old and I'm the average-ish print sales rep now if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't worked from home if you have never done that that's big enough to to knock you down but then you add all these other things so man where do you begin to answer that question mark yeah
0: that's
1: so huge
0: it is and i i wonder i mean there's obviously you got to break down just the mental fatigue <laughs> or emotional fatigue yeah. um but what about what have you seen or advised uh, in terms of the, the recipe, you know, the process, because that is, I mean, that is even for me, it's hard, right? I, 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 I love face-to-face. I love, I mean, I'm a talker, you know, you're talk- I mean, it's just, you're a people person. And, and, and so I miss that, but, and that's been ripped away from us. How are people getting it done if they are
1: getting it done? My advice is uh, I think that the fundamentals never change. So the rules might change, the, the medium might change, but still in a way, if you make a high value sales call, if you've got something to say that's gonna bring value to someone, number one. Number two, find the right person to convince. Find the right target market. Find your target market my target market when i was 21 is a lot different now that i'm 61. number three have a process put a process in, in place that says i'm going to call mark potter this way and then i'm going to send him an email and then i'm going to follow up with this and then i'm going to do this and then i'm going to hit him again and again and again but that's my process and the fourth point be diligent 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 those are the fundamentals of sales, not just print sales or signage or labels or packaging or paper. Those are the fundamentals of sales and they will not change. Right. Right. So that, you know, yeah, I can't get in touch with anyone. No one's returning my call. What are you saying? What are you saying? Because if you're saying, I want to talk to you about your print needs, I want to give you a price. I can save you money. Then that call is never going to get returned ever because it's a bad call. Change what you say. If you don't like what you're hearing, change what you're saying. Control what you can control. These are all the fundamentals. And those are the things that we can control.
0: Yeah. What do you see with the buyers? I'm sure that you, I mean, you sell and you advise a lot of sellers but I'm wondering what you see with the buying landscape yeah. and how that's changed. Right. In general, yeah. I mean, in general, how have buyers, they've got a lot of power and now they've got this huge, uh, I don't know what it is. They're, they're in this cocoon, if you will. Right.
1: Yeah. They, they really, I had a great conversation about 10 days ago, right before I left for London, I've got a buddy that I play pickleball with and he, uh, his dad and mom, his dad, actually his dad and uncle, started, uh, we're in the automobile dealership business. Now he has three automobile dealerships. He has a Toyota, a Hyundai, and a Hyundai. And I was talking to his buyer, a guy named Scott. And it was really interesting. Um, I'm doing a, uh, with my, my sales vault program, I do a lot of live workshops and I get buyers to join us on the workshops. And when we talk about how to sell to a hospital, I've got a buyer with me. So they can speak directly, my clients can speak directly to them. And this guy was fascinating. And he was saying that he heard recently from a young sales rep who said, I'm going to talk to you about how I can help your company, your, your dealership. And I'm going to, I'm going to come and pitch you on why you should do, be doing all of your social media work through me. So the guy gets a meeting and he said, he walked in with no knowledge of what's going on in the automobile industry. None. He said, he's telling us we can sell more cars. This guy, this is great, Mark. We'll hear this. He said, 98% of the cars on our dealership are sold, they're pre sold. He said, we normally have 450 cars to sell. He said, You know how many cars we have to sell? Three. That's it. We don't need your help to sell cars. He said, This guy came in totally unprepared. We would have done business with him. He had a great pitch, but he didn't do his homework. He said, "So I am far more discerning with who I spend my time with, and if they are not prepared, then they're never going to get in front of me." Yeah. So you think about that comment earlier about the fundamentals, right? The 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 quality of your sales call. This is a skill that was once optional. Now it's mandatory. Right. So right. you know, it, it there's they're hyper focused on those simple little fundamental things come and tell me that you understand my industry that you understand my problems and that you've got a solution and you're going to get a seat at the cool table
0: it's really interesting because that kind of dovetails into what i believe and that is that um you know historically Print salespeople don't necessarily create they don't create demand for print. Printers in general don't create demand for print. Right. They they are trying to position themselves for capturing the business when there is a demand. Someone else is creating that 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 demand. Someone else is in their ear, saying, "You know, you ought to do a content program or a print magazine or yeah. you do some direct mail or whatever." And so, what you're saying is, I mean, that guy, he, you know, the, the demand wasn't there. He was, he, he was, he was, like you said, it's ill prepared. But I wonder how we change that mindset because it's hard because. You know, you want to be you want to position yourself for hey, I need you know I need uh, ten thousand of these printed, and I want to be that person. Sure. but creating demand for print right now, in my opinion, is a major major deal. And and I we talk a lot about the ROI of print and the impact that it can have on businesses. And I wonder if the the, the sellers out there are doing that
1: they're not but but there's two words and I'm going to write it down here mark so that everybody can remember these two words is a word with an apostrophe does that count as a third word i don't know <laughs> here are the two words that you need to use to get into the kind of conversations that you want to get into how's business that's it mark you love talking about your business. I love talking about my business. So if you and I are sitting on a plane, I say, Mark Potter, no kidding. That's great. What do you do? How's business? Now we're in the conversation that is going to lead to, can I help that guy? If you're in a price-based conversation, then the only place you can go and get the business is, here's my price. That's a low price. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But if Mark Potter is saying, I could really use more, clients, then I'm going to say, well, tell me about your clients, Mark, where do they come from? How do they find you? What's your differentiator? Why do people buy from you? Why do people stop buying from you? How do people find you now? Describe your ideal customer. These are all questions that are going to get the client talking. Now you're in the kind of conversation that you want to be in. Right. And all I'm doing is sitting and listening. All I'm doing is learning. This is a lost art. Yeah, well, um, it's incredible. I, I didn't put my, bike, my motorcycle on the road all last year because the rest of the world is doing this while they drive. I want to meet my grandson. So. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, I think it's interesting, right? It, it, it is the dynamic that, that you describe and the dynamic that I have seen is that you've got buyers, right? Hmm. You have brand owners, whoever you will that have got tremendous amount of power, more power than ever before. They have all the ability, even prior to the pandemic, they already had the ability to cocoon themselves and Mm -hmm. and shelter themselves. I mean, we used to talk about gatekeepers back in the day, you know, they've got a built-in gatekeeper, right? And Mm -hmm. now with the pandemic, they've even got this built-in excuse. And so getting to them, is really really hard and I've always said that as you go through that process going from uh, they don't even know who the hell you are to just being aware of you all, who you are that might be the most critical piece because you know we all want to jump from here's a prospect to are we selling them yet right yeah. do we have the business and and so and we need to be really patient, maybe more so than ever before in terms of just making them aware of who we are before they even get to a level of their sure. interest is peaked. And so how do you tell your people, you, you know, that you consult with, hey, you just gotta, they gotta be aware of who you are and then they gotta take notice of you. So how do they take, no- how do you get, how do you get noticed in this world?
1: Recognize the fact that we live in an Amazon world we live in an amazon world we are in the graphic arts we're in the visual arts we need to tell stories we need to say here's something that i did for someone else let me tell you a story mark and here's the problem the client had here's the solution we came up with here's the result look at these nice things that someone said about me like amazon five stars bill did a great job came up with a good idea our sales are up 4.5 million dollars and if somebody else has that problem That story, that case study, that approach, that video that I sent you, that's going to grease the skids. Or maybe I send a link to Mark Potter or a customer that says, hey, here's something for the automobile industry. Here's an idea that a company out in LA is doing. I thought you might be interested in this. Now I'm a subject matter expert and I'm paying attention to your industry. So now when I pick up the phone and I call and they look over and it says, 9347036 they say that's bill farquharson he knows me he helps somebody else i don't have to educate this guy i don't have time so i've greased the skids using techniques and the technology that's available to me it's not complicated yeah you've got a camera right there and you've got a story to tell tell the story
0: so it's interesting so i Printers. I had a guy tell me this years and years ago, and and he, I asked him who he sells to, and he said to me, "Anybody who buys print." And and I had said to him, I made the comment, "Then you really don't mean anything to him." He, he, I, I, I've always felt like that was dangerous. And so this might go against the grain a, a little bit, because this idea that well, I I'm defined by the product I sell, right? Everything you just talked about is is actually very much about segmentation, but Mm -hmm. our sellers, you know, they go from, you know, they go from that automobile company and then their next call might be to a balloon company down the street, right. They have, they in theory have nothing else to do with them unless, unless there's some deeper Mm -hmm. demographic or psychographic graphic stuff that they, I always felt bill that, People should define themselves by the who, right? By who they serve. So when you're talking to that automobile company, it's one thing to say, yeah, I've done work with other automobile companies, but it's another thing to say, you know, my buying group, my client list has the exact same psychographic issues, sure. concern. And so that's where I, I've always felt like maybe. The print community needs to get to a different level of defining themselves by the who and doing that work that you're saying, but that's not easy, right?
1: Well, you know what? It's it's easier than you think. So I, I tell the, there's a guy named Sean Fitzgerald, and I told Sean if I if I ever if I gave you a nickel for every time I told this story, you'd be a millionaire right now. But I I credit this to Sean because it's brilliant. He was an Indigo operator, an equipment operator. It goes into sales, goes into print sales. And I started working with him a couple months later. And I said, Sean, what's the essence of what you do as a print sales rep? And he said it beautifully. He said, we help our customers find their customers. There's your who, Mark. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think of that term, when you think of, when you hear that, mm-hmm. help our customers find their customers, what is a, what's a prospect gonna say? How can you help me? Let me tell you about the customer that I'm looking for. And now you're in the conversation that you want to be in Mm -hmm. because that's a conversation that's going to lead to a solution and 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 an order at your price.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. But you positioned yourself. You didn't say I put ink and toner. It magically sticks to substrate. You cut to the chase. You did the Dale Carnegie thing. You know i can get what i want when i figure out what you want i can help you get customers
0: yeah that's awesome i love that that's very you're great very
1: another nickel for you sean
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um all right before i i want to because i want to talk to you about the america's print show and what you're yeah. going to do there why it's important blah, blah. last question though about this whole sales world and i really believe that we are living by the algorithm that the algorithm is dominating our lives, right? It is, you know, I've always felt like data should support, right. The, the qualitative, the, the, the connection, the relationship, your gut feel, you know, your understanding of the marketplace, but we've gone to a different place and I have to believe that the buyers that all of our print sellers out there are dealing with are, are, are becoming uh, beholden to the algorithm, right? I mean, heck, the, the, the financial market swings every day just based on, you know, some variable that that goes cockeyed. So, but that's not what our industry is about. And I still believe passionately that, that that's not right, that, that we still buy from people and that we still buy from people that we like and that we connect with. How do... How, uh, you've, you've spoken about this kind of already, but maybe how do people get beyond the algorithm? How do, how do we stand mm-hmm. out beyond it or, or let them know that data is great, but you need somebody who cares about you and, and we need to be beyond that? You know, what? I'm, does, does that make sense?
1: It does. Yeah. I mean, my simple answer is stop talking to the buyer. Target market. I'm going to go talk to the decision maker. I want to talk to the person whose job it is to launch that product, whose job it is to differentiate theirs from somebody else. So we're in Scotland and we're sitting with a whole <laughs> with a whole bunch of whiskey on the table. And you know imagine walking through the aisles and you're just thinking I just want a whiskey. What am I going to do? You're going to go to packaging. Packaging is going to be your differentiator. Don't tell me print is dead packaging sold you that whiskey because you don't even know why the Scots spell it differently than anybody else. Right, right. You're going to look and say, hmm, let me see, let me, that's about the, mo- the amount of money I want to spend. Ooh, oaky, ooh, it was it was <laughs> distilled in barrels of port and that sounds sexy. And that's the label that did that for you, that communicated it for you. Right. So, But I'm going to go and have a conversation, not with the buyer, but the guy whose job it is, to differentiate their tequila. And I'm gonna sell them a box that fans out like a dragon. So that thing sits up on the shelf and you go, wow, how cool is that?
0: Right. Absolutely. That's the
1: conversation I wanna have. And that's the guy that I wanna have a conversation with because he's the one who's got the job to decide who to buy from.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I think the thing that stands out with you is is in, in, uh, is in the enthusiasm and and, you know, it's funny. We joked before we get to talking here um, about people getting excited about digital companies or the social media companies, and um, but there's a lot to get us excited about in the printing industry. Like that, what, right? Where you just said that, right? Your eyes lit up, and you're talking about what it does. And and um, I do believe that print has a chance to stand out more so than ever before. Huh and and so we should be enthusiastic and i think that that's why i'm i'm truly excited and enthusiastic about this america's print show and i know you're going to be there so i want to know what what are you going to what are you going to talk about there and and um and then tell me that and then tell me why you think this show is important
1: (sighs) Well, you know what, I think this is a this is gonna be a terrific independent show. And I think you answered your own question, Mark, because this is a show that's being put on by people who have the passion for the industry. And there's a difference. You and I have been to hundreds of shows. And there are some that are profit driven, there are some that are product driven, and there, there's an algorithm, I'm sure. These people, these organizers, they're not sitting around saying, I got nothing to do. You have have nothing to do? What do you think? Want to put on a show? They said, our passion is for our customers, our members. And we are going to give the people something at a different level. And we are going to get them engaged and involved. This is not going to be another show. It's one of the first things that I said to the organizers. I said, I don't want to do just another show. You know, don't tell me this is going to be, you know, a, a place to give my 25 best sales tips speech. I'm out. Right. What I'm in, if it's going to have the, the passion and you look at the people that are involved in this thing. Mm-hmm. Holy, this is like the blog that I did last week. I mean, these people are like me leaning on the front half of their chair, counting the days, like, right. let's get this done. Let's, let's go and ask these questions of each other. But right. I guarantee right. you, it's going to be like a lot of users group meetings. and I think this is the key here, Mark, that you're going to learn more in the exchanges you have in between sessions. The ones where you're just sitting there saying, hey, so how's business? What's going on? Where are you from? Oh, you've got, you've got that piece of equipment. I was going to look into that. Tell me about your experience. You're going to learn because you are face-to-face in Columbus, Ohio in August, talking to other people who have solved the problems that you went there with there's your differentiator
0: right 100 yeah I like that and I, I think it is uh it's timely I think it'll be a great opportunity for to have those conversations with people about um it's not I mean even for for guys like us right we're going to be able to talk to them about what's going on we don't we don't you can't get that from an algorithm you can't get that people aren't this is almost a focus group. Like you said, it's a great users group opportunity and content and ideas are shared in, in an environment like this. And so I, I, I was super excited to hear about the intimacy that they're bringing to it. I think that this whole idea around gathering is important, right? To get, get back together. It's what's human. Uh, I know that within your whole process, you know, like you say, people, people are going to be dealing with people. So um, we need to get back to that. And this is kind of a, a nice step towards that. Um, what's, your, what's your hope here for the, uh, the, the foreseeable future? Or what do, you, what do you see on the horizon in terms of um, this industry?
1: Ooh, there's another big question, man. You're you're not. You, these aren't little softballs you're throwing me here, underhanded.
0: I'm a very hard so hitting. Uh, yes, a I'm journalist. Very, yes, you're, I you're, really am. Yeah, the very. The, I I don't I don't mess around, Bill.
1: I didn't realize it was going to be <laughs> Dan Rather asking me questions.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> where, where's the, where is the uh, the, the opportunity? Ind- yeah. Yeah, where's the opportunity? The opportunity I think is in a lot of what we've been talking about. The opportunity is to. Uh, learn how to ask these questions learn is the opportunity is to fine tune the the, those fundamentals that i was talking about of the America's print show opportunity is coming at a very interesting time because i really believe mark and i've said this a zillion times the three most important selling months of the year are september october november because summer shuts down summer's done labor day right we all say oh summer's over Summer's uh, labor day right Now I got to get back to business and our clients think the exact same way. So think about the timing of this show, right? This is a great pause. And then we've got labor day and then boom, it's a starting gun that's going to go off whether you hear it or not.
0: Right. Well, this is a
1: chance for you to close out your 2022 and kick off your Q1 of 2023. Right now we're in Q1 of 2022, your success or your failure right now, had nothing to do with what you did in January, had everything to do with what you did as far back as last September. That's how, how we have to think about these things.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I think that's it. I think the last thing I would, you know, get your thoughts on is continuing education, right? Yeah. Because I believe that we live in a world that is, you know, we're Googling our way through life. I mean, I I I do a bunch of work in the in higher education segment and K through 12 and I see it firsthand and and I worry right that we're not we're not learning. We almost have to I, I just told this to my kids the other day. I said I, I want you to learn how to learn again. My son and I made a college visit and I saw his eyes light up when he was talking, he was talking to this hockey coach and he was talking to this um you know, in looking at the academics and, and, I, and I could just see him, you know, almost get a little bit inspired, right? And, and, I, and I, I worry about that for all of us. And I think that something like America's Print Show and people mm-hmm. like yourselves have to inspire continuing education. Mm-hmm. You know, as a sellers, we sit there and go, well, I've done it this way. I've always done it and I'm never getting better. So you had said something that's made me think, that this America's Print show and where we're at right now, we need to find a better version. Like the opportunity is to find a better version of ourselves. And a lot of that goes to continuing education. Yeah. I, I would assume that you've done that in your life. You're actually part of that process. Mm-hmm. And so don't you think that's a missing thing right now? We've got, oh, yeah. Right. Even prior to this whole thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's no finish line here. Yeah. You know, there's, there's one, especially with success, it, it takes a lot to get there. It takes more to stay there. Yeah. Look at all these one-hit wonders, these people that say, I'm going to, that's my goal. I'm going to reach that goal. As soon as they get there, they cannot do another thing because they've never thought about what happens when I get there. Yeah. And then you got this guy. We, we, uh, we had this quarterback. Uh, his name was Brady, and he was wicked no, smart. Never, yeah, he, well, he kind of fizzled out after 22 years. And there's a guy, there, I remember the story where they, a receiver came to play for the Patriots and he said, I wanted to really impress Tom Brady. So I showed up at four in the morning to watch film. I walk in and there's Brady. He said, I am floored. The guy never stopped learning. He never stopped realizing that it's going to take more to, to get there to that next level, especially as his body deteriorates. But it, you, you know, you, you trade that off, Mark, with someone who called me last week and said, we have a sales rep, and um, he, she was in your your sales vault program. And we offered to pay for the vault for six months. And every month we asked her, you're know, you getting a lot out of this. And she said, yes. And then after six months, we said, now it's on you. And she said, well, actually, you know, Maybe, I've, maybe it's run the course. Maybe I'm not getting out of it what I thought. And I said to this owner, do not ever let this sales rep complain about a lack of sales, that they've got problems they can't get over with because they just threw out a resource. So don't tell me that your sales are down and do nothing about it. Right. You know, right. that's the thing. The answers to your sales challenges yeah, are yeah. there. They've been solved by somebody else. It might be in a book. Go read the five elements of effective thinking. Go read the four agreements. Go read the five love languages. Go read Never Split the Difference. You know, um, here I am, 61 years old. I, I start this whole sales vault thing. My daughter, Madeline, the one in London, says to me, Dad, you need to read a book called The Lean Startup because that's truly what you have. So I'm reading that book. and I, I keep going back and reading it, reading it. But that's the thing. It's, the, it's that, you hear that cliche of lifelong education. The, the way that the, the best of the best, stay the best of the best,
0: right.
1: is by reinventing themselves over and over and over again. And it doesn't get any more fun than that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, and, and, you know, I think just to, to wrap, I think it's, it's um, that people need to engage with people like you. We need to engage with each other. That's what America's Print Show is an opportunity to do. We need to re-engage, um, reignite our humanness because that's where we start to learn. You mm-hmm. you said it earlier that it's going to be between sessions, it's going to be between, you know, between visits, um, that there's going to be real education that takes place. I think we, they gotta read. Ironically, and and I would even put the caveat, they got to read stuff in print, uh, because there's a more ownership to there. So there is this, when when things feel weird, or hazy, or there's a fog, or lackluster, and, and certainly the last couple of years has made the entire world feel that way, you, you know, that's an opportunity. And so when I listen to you, I mean, the enthusiasm in your voice, when I hear about the people that at, at the show and, and launching America's print show. I think that's a really big deal. Um, and I think the advice that you've given in terms of just going out and re-educating yourself and, and, um, trying to stand out beyond the algorithm is, uh, is really good. I, I really love that. I think, um, how's business is, a is a good, that's a really good, uh, good thing. So, um, oh, Mark,
1: listen, I, I gotta jump in because I want to underline something you said opportunity. Yeah. opportunity. That's where we are right now, gang. This is an opportunity. You can see this as a roadblock and you can say, I failed because, or you can say, I de- succeeded despite. Yeah. This is an opportunity to reinvent ourselves. Yeah, I, I did this a year ago, a year and a half ago, because of that guitar over my shoulder. Yep. I'm taking guitar lessons with my daughter, the one who's up at Cornell. And I'm literally saying, mm-hmm. what am I going to do with guitar skills? What am I going to open for Tony Bennett, you know, doing two shows at the Copa? <laughs> Ridiculous, <laughs> right? right? And so I'm just, I literally Googled, what am I going to do with guitar skills? And this thing popped up called a Patreon. I didn't know what a Patreon was. Everybody younger than 30 knows what a Patreon is. It's where, you, where, where artists, where, where teachers take, they put all of their content, and then they charge a subscription. And I went, I sat back in my chair, sitting right here, sat back in my chair, and I said, that's it. And I sent the link upstairs to Allison, and she said, that's it. And I sent it to London to Madeline, my marketing director. That's it. But it was because, and I sat on that. What am I going to do with my business now that nobody needs coaching? I lost $12,000 a month in three days. And I was terrified. And now here we are a year and a half later. I'm not terrified, Mark. I am so jazzed because I said, this is a chance for me to reinvent. Yeah. And even though I was scared to death for six months, I asked the right question. It came to me through that silly guitar behind me. Yeah. I still can't play that well. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's, look at this as an obstacle and you are defeated. And you can say for the rest of your life, well, COVID got me.
0: Yeah.
1: Or you can say, look at who we are now. Look at the chance we have. Yep. Maybe that starts in Columbus, Ohio in August.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. I totally agree. I think somebody's going to come out of this someday and go um yeah, we invented this, we did this and and you know, I really appreciate. It. I, feel, I I almost and I appreciate your a little bit of self-deprecation and and because you I don't think you can teach unless you're going through some shit, you know, as it, it, the rest of the world. And 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 so it makes, it makes you connect a little bit yeah. more. It's different yeah. when people are out there and they've made their gazillions and now they're going to tell you about how, how to, you know, okay, well, you're sitting in a different spot, buddy. And yeah. so, um, so I really, really appreciate that. And, and uh, uh, more than anything, I appreciate your time. So you and I are going to have blast this show and yeah. you and I are going to um, actually, you and I need to collaborate on some stuff. I, I, am going to uh, offline. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, um, Around some stuff with you, but um, good. I can't thank you enough, bud. Uh, this is great, and I My can't. My great wait. pleasure, yeah. Let's uh, connect. That let, we're gonna, we're gonna. I need to know most importantly what's the best whiskey. This is what's, so, this Is a scotch whiskey. I need a good yeah. scotch whiskey.
1: Yeah, there's so many different kinds. I don't know that I can, you know, there, there's a lot of glens. We have there's a glen moray, we had uh i'll send you a list my my wife had something different it was uh in i-n-n-e-g-o-w-e-r can't find yeah, it in the yeah. states except for their 18 year old stuff which is oh i don't know it was like 350 a bottle <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah yep. no we learned learned a lot about it learned a lot about the you know the flavoring, and I just have to let it sit in your tongue so it doesn't burn all the way down. Because when I started drinking this thing, Mark, all I could think of was my fraternity. That's, all
0: that's <laughs> coming to mind. So that's awesome. Well, Bill, I appreciate it, buddy. I'll um, uh, I'll let you know when this goes out, and then um, let's yeah. circle back. Like I said, I got I got a couple things that I'll circle back with you on um, that I think just based on this conversation makes sense for us to to kick around.
1: Sure. Well, I'll I'll try to come out of my shell between now and then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Bill. I think that you will find that he does have a pretty remarkable enthusiasm, not only for sales, but our industry. And I think that will be on full display at America's Print Show 22. I need to remind you guys that That show is going to be about you. And we need that right now. America's Print Show has got a level of intimacy and sincerity that has been missing within trade shows over the years. And of course, after the last couple years, it's the first chance for us to all gather. But I think as you heard Bill talk about, we have to drive home the need to continue to educate ourselves. And we do that by gathering. We do that by connecting with others. And we do that by listening to people like Bill. And we do that by reading. Our industry is poised for great opportunity. I I, I am not someone who subscribes to the idea that things are Blase that print is not necessarily alive. I I go the opposite way. I believe it's ripe for opportunity. I think it's a remarkable way to stand out. And I think this show embodies that. And so I'm going to encourage you all to go to americasprintshow22.com and learn more. Sign up. I'm going. And I'll be presenting. Bill will be presenting. And it's going to be really great stuff. So uh, my thanks to Bill Uh, really wonderful insight, and my thanks to all of you for listening. Again, this is Brushstrokes, a podcast powered by Canvas Magazine, and it's been brought to you by America's Print Show 22. Thanks so much. Take care.